the last thing we were discussing was that part in the Mishnah which said that the back of a keli, the inside of a keli, the handles, the rim, everything is separate when it comes to truma, but they're all considered one when it comes to Kodesh. And we explained what the, what so far what the Ahuraim is, the Toch is, we and what is the gripping area. And with that, we are going to start Kaf Bet Amud Bet. Three lines from the bottom, where it says Hanoseta Midras. Anyone who's carrying the Midras, and we explained, let's say a, a Zav wore a shoe, and the shoe now was taken off by the Zav. It's in a box, and someone carried that box. So Hanoseta Midras, Hanoseta Teruma. He's allowed to later carry the Teruma. Avalot Hakodesh, but he's not allowed to later carry Kodesh. And the Gemara asks, Kodesh Why are you not allowed to carry the Kodesh? Mishu Maaseh Shaya, because of a story that happened. The Amar Yehuda Amar there was a man who was moving earthenware jugs full of Kodesh wine from one place to the other. And his shoelace broke and his shoe was Tame Midrazav. And he took and he put it on top of the barrel. And that shoelace went inside the air of the actual barrel. And that caused the entire barrel to become Tameh. And at that moment, they said, If a person is carrying Midras, And the Gemara has an obvious question. The Gemara says, Hamani. Who's that Mishnah like that uh, separates between Teruma and Kodesh? That's Rabbi Hananiah ben Akabiyahi, the Amar, he held when Hachemim exerats exactly the way it is. And he said it was Dafka the Yaden, the boat, and the way it was. My, he, what was that going on? What was, was Rabbi Hananiah ben Akabiyah talking about? So there was a A person cannot carry the water of the hatat, that means river water, with the ashes of the para aduma mixed together and take them through the yarden on a boat. And you cannot stand on one side of the river and throw it to the other side of the river. You can't let it float. Let's say you put it on in a box or in a bowl and you have it float on the water. You cannot ride an animal uh, in the in the water holding that uh, mixture of the hamihatat para. Unless your the, the feet of the person carrying it is touching the ground. Aval Mabiran Al you can walk over a, a bridge over the Yarden since your feet are touching the bridge. you don't have to worry. And doesn't make a difference whether it's the Yarden River or any other river, it's always Asur. Same rules apply. However, Bihanan Yaban Akavya Omer he argues no Lasru Elabiarden Dafka the Yarden River Ubisfinan was Dafka in the with a boat. You're allowed to ride an animal, you're allowed to throw it, you're allowed to make it float, just not a boat. Uhmasya and exactly the way the story went. So my Masashaya, what was the story that everyone's talking about? The Amar Vyuda Amarav 
מעשה באדם אחד שהיה מעביר מחטאת ואפר חטאת בירדן ובספינה. There was a man who was carrying the water of the חטאת, the ashes of the חטאת, over the Yarden in a boat. ונמצא כזית מת תחוף בקרקעיתה של ספינה. And then they found a כזית of a mat at the bottom of the boat, and חטאת and everything became תמת ומתמת. באותה שעה אמרו, at that point, חכמים זה לא יישא אדם מחטאת. ואפר חטאת ואוויריהם בידיהם בספינה. החכמים said one cannot carry the מחטאת and אפר חטאת over the ירדן and on a boat. And החכמים held that this means anything like the ירדן and ספינה, you're not allowed to do. However, חנבן עקביה said when החכמים בדגזרה, it was דווקא the ירדן river, no other river, and דווקא boat, no other floating uh, device or any other way. And you have to use the same idea by our Mishnah. The Hachamim were only gozer by Kodesh and not by Tirumah. Even though the same rules apply, the same hashasho, the same worries apply also for Tirumah. But when Hachamim were gozer, it was dafka for Kodesh and not for Tirumah. And that's like the Shita of Rabbi Hananiah ben Akavya in the case of the Mehatat, Efrahatat over the Yadin. Now the Gemara is going to go back to the reason a person who carried madras is allowed to carry the Terumah Banat Kodesh because of the story. A man was carrying a jug of Kodesh liquid and his shoelace broke and he put the lace on the top of the jug and it went into the air of the, of the jug and that made the entire Kodesh Tameh. So the Gemara asked the question, that story was with Sandal Tameh, and that's why Hachamim were gozer not to carry Kodesh. However, Sandal Tahor, what would be the halacha if that Sandal was Tahor? Are we gozer that much or not? And question number two was, that story was Havit Petuha, the barrel or the jug was open. Havit Setumamau, let's say the barrel was closed and we're not worried anything's going to go into the air. Were Hachamim Gozir there or not? Number two, Avar Venasa. If someone went against what Hachamim said and he carried the Madras to the Kodesh, but nothing fell in, nothing became Tamemahu. Are we going to be Metameh this Kodesh Midrabanan or not? And Rabbi Elamad, regarding that last one, Im Avar Venasa, if you went against Hachamim and you carried it anyways, Tameh. We're going to be metameh, even if it really didn't become tameh, we're going to say it's tameh. And Rabbi Zira Amar, Avar Venasa, no, it's still tahor. And we learned the Mishnah, Kelim anigmarim betahara. Kelim that were finished with betahara, they still need tevila if they're going to be used for Kodesh, but if they're going to be used for Terumah, they don't need another tevila. And the Gemara asked the question, the Gamrin Uman, who's the one who finished making this uh, pot, for example? If a haver finished it, then why does he need a tevila? We could say that it's not mekabel tumah because he was careful. Then if that's the case, nigmarin betara karelu. How could you say it's called nigmarin betara? It wasn't finished betara. The guy is tameh. So the Gemara explains. Amara Baba Shila Amara Matna Amar Shemuel Le'olam digamrinu haver. Now we're talking about a situation where a haver finished it. And still needs a tevila. Why? Umishum tsinora de amaris. Because could be there was saliva that was spit out from an amaris while he was making everything. And just in case, we're going to put it in the mikveh. So they're going to ask the nafalimat. Okay, so when did that saliva go on that pot? Ilema mikamedilgmere. If it's before he finished it, halav manahu. It's not a keli. And if it's not a keli, it cannot be mikabel tumah. 
Okay, after he finished it, then but the Haver is careful to make sure it doesn't become Tameh. So what are we talking about? So the Gemara explains, No, we're talking about that the saliva went on the spot before it was finished. And the whole thing is that maybe when it officially was done, then the spot was finished, that saliva was still wet, and it made that... Uh, now finished pot tame and the Gemara wants to understand another point it sounds like tevilain that this keli once it's finished put it in the mikveh and it's good to go that's all it needs to be used for kodesh but harev shemesh lo it does not need to wait till night till the sun down to be used uh, if that's the case matitin de lo it's not like that you cut it in order to use it for hatat that you're going to put the ashes of the paraduma in it said you should the minute you cut it you should dip it in the mikveh right away because any keli that is the mikabel tum'ah that's made for paraduma it needs tevila even if it wasn't a tameh and you could use it before Arif Shemesh. And Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Yetameh, make it Tameh, Vahak Achit Bol, and then dip it in the Mikveh. Vavinan, and we asked the question, the Hatachaman, when did he cut it? Ilema, the Hatachaver, Fahaver cut it, Lamali Tevila, then why does it need to be dipped in the Mikveh? The Chorah, it's good. Veela, the Hatachamaaretz, okay, Namaaretz cut it, Behalema, Rabbi Yoshua, Yetameh, Vahit Bol. Does Rabbi Yoshua even have to say uh, to dip, uh, to make it Tameh and Tevitovel? It's already tame. You don't have to make it tame. So the Amar Baba Shela Amar Matan Amar Shemuel Le'olam Dehatcha Haver No Haver Cut It And the reason you need to dip in the mikveh Mishum Tzinola the Amar It's fell because maybe the saliva of an Amar It's that fell on it. So and the Gemara asked Emat When did it fall on it? Ilema Mikamedil Hatcha If it's before he cut it Halav Manau It's still connected to the ground. It's not Mikabel Tumah. And if it's after he cut it, he's careful to make sure it doesn't become uh, tamay. Remember, we're using it for, for the paraduma. Now, we're talking about a situation where the saliva fell on this uh, tube, it's before it was uh, cut off the ground. And when he cut it off, it's still a little bit wet. So now, I understand, according to Bishra, who says you have to make that that tube tamay and then dip it. Now I understand there's a, you could recognize a difference against the Tzedokin. Since this Tum'ah uh, usually needs Ha'arev Shemesh, and here all you have to do is dip it into the Mikveh, it goes against them. The Kohen who used to burn the Para'adumad, they used to make him Tameh on purpose, maybe a dead bug touches him or something like that, and then they tell him to go to the uh, to the mikveh, and before the sun sets, he would burn the para. While or similarly, banshel tzedokim to go against the tzedokim. Shayu omrin, they would say shemesh haitani aset. They would say that this burning of the para would only happen right before sunset. And Hachamim, of course, uh, they argued that they held when it says vehizahat tahor ala tameh. We already know it says v'tavol b'mayim ish tahor. So why you say tahor again? Meaning even though he's tahor and not completely tahor, meaning a tevul yom means he just went to mikveh, didn't wait till the sunset. Uh, that person is allowed to burn the para, and they would make the kohen tameh on purpose. So whenever they would burn that para once every how many years? 
they would make that Kohen Tameh and make him go to the Mikveh and burn it while it's still day to go against the Tzedokim. So that works perfect according to Rabbi Shemayel. But according to Rabbi Eliezer who said that you don't need to make it Tameh, it's already it has to be dipped like any other keli that was finished and it's going to be used for Hatat, you have to dip it anyways. I understand by a regular keli that usually done bitahara shemesh you need it you need to dip it and you need to wait till sunset then there would be a difference for tzedokin because over here just dip it and go but if you hold that in general you don't need a arif shemesh in general when you finish a keli just dip it in the mikveh and use it. Then my hekel tzedokin ika. Then according to Yuri Biliyazer, how would there be a difference for the tzedokin? Rather, we have to say that a kli that was finished bekodesh has to wait till night in order for Rabbi Ezer to fit. Uh, this way, he'd have something against the tzedokin, and you'd have to say that our Mishnah is not like him. And Amarav. That really, Rabbi Eliezer holds that you don't need sunset for kelim that were finished bit tahara. However, Asaua Kitmesheretz Hachamim made this tube that was cut off for hatat like as if it was it touched the dead rodent, which makes a rishon tumah, which usually you have to wait till sunset. But over here, Hachamim said no sunset. Why to go against the tzedokim? And here's an interesting Hazmonish, and he would tell you that uh, our case in our Mishnah where Kali was finished Bitara, I was probably talking about Shenyu Shlishi, and that's why you don't need Harev Shemesh. So the Gemara asks a question, okay, Ela Me'ata, if you want to make it as if it's just a Tamesheret, which is a Rishonetumah, then Lotet Tameh Adam, then this uh, tube should not make an Adam Tameh. Why do we say anyone who cuts this tube, anyone who dips this tube needs to go to the mikveh? Now they made this as if it's tamemet. It's like an avatumah. That's why everyone has to go to the mikveh. The Gemara says, "Ihachi, if it's uh, like a tamemet, then tibaye hazasheli shiushvi'i. Then you should also need to spray three and seven." Alama tanya chodcha umatbila taun tevila. Why do we learn that if you cut it and the, and the person dipping it has to go to the mikveh? You only have to go to the mikveh. You don't need any of the spraying of the ashes on the third and seventh day. Ella, you have to explain. You're right. It's like a tememet. However, they made it as if it's a tememet on the seventh day. where All he has to do is go to the mikveh and he's good to go. Now, the Gemara has a problem with that because vehatanya. You're right. Hachamim did a lot of humrot for the para aduma, the kohen was burning it, tevilat, metameh, all that. They've made a lot of humrot. You're right. However, me'olam no hidshu davar bepara. They never made a hidush. They never created something out of nothing. Meaning, they never created a new tum'ah like we what we just said, where we made him like tememet on the seventh. After he sprayed three and seven, just has to go to mikveh. That's already far-fetched. Hachamim never did anything like that. So Amar Abayeh, what we meant when we said that they never made a Hidush, not that they never made this type of Tum'ah that's like Tum'ah on day 7 after the spraying. No, what it meant was, They never said a shovel or an axe or something that, that you work with. It's metame as if a Zav sat on it.
meaning they never created something out of nothing. They never created a, a tum'ah for something that doesn't apply to when it comes for a para aduma. But the tube that we explained does make a bel tumah, so they were mehadesh a, a special tumah for it, that it's as if it's a tameh on day seven after the spraying. And where did we see that something that is not meant for sitting, it's meant to work with, is not mekabel tum'av sitting on it, tum'at moshav. like we have a pasuk by Yoshev ala keli, if someone sits on a keli, and the pasuk ends off, asher yashav alav hazav, it's a keli that a zav sits on, then yitma'ah, yachol kafas maybe if a person flipped a milk crate, a basket that people usually put the food inside, if he sat on that, or tarakav, or half the size of a se'ah, v'yashav aleha, so it's a basket that holds a se'ah, or half a se'ah, and he sat on it, yehetame, maybe that that uh, that basket will be tamet, amud lomar, v'yashav ala keli, asher yashav ala v'azav, and then it ends off, yitma. What do you understand when it says the word asher yashav? Shem yuhad shiva. It's meant for sitting. It's a chair. It's a bed. It's anything like that. A bench. We're coming to exclude this type of basket. Can you get up? Like, I need the basket for uh, for crop. I need it for fruits. I need it for milk. I need it for something else. Now, let's go back to the Mishnah. It says, if there's food inside of a pot, if one of if the foods one of let's say there's two olives in a big pot, if uh, if one of the olives becomes tameh, the other olives becomes tameh. Also, when it comes to kodesh, but not for truma. How do we know that the keli puts them together? Amar bihanin, the amar kira, because the pasuk says by the korbanot of the nesiim, kafahat asarazav melea ketorit hakatuv asaol lechol mashibakaf ahat. The Pasuk said that when it comes to the Kodesh, anything that is in that spoon is considered one. And the Nafkamina would be if something is Tameh in that big spoon, then everything else in that spoon is also Tameh. Now, Mati Ravkana, Ravkana has a problem. Wait a second. It sounds like you're saying that this is Midoraita because you're bringing it from the Nesi'im. We have a uh, Mishnah later on. It says, Hosif Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva added on Rabbi Shimon Mirmetera's words that Hasolet for the Menachot, Ketoret, Vehalebona, that used for the Hamapanim, Vehagehalim, that you have to take from the, the outside Mizbeach to the inside Mizbeach and Yom Kippur. Sheim Nagat Vul Yom Mitzato. If a Tebul Yom, someone who went to Mikveh didn't wait till the sunset, if he touched any of it, Pasalit kulo, then he's posel all of it because since it's in a keli, the keli makes it one. Now, veha derabanan, it sounds like it's derabanan, not like we understood from the Nesim that it's a deoraita. And mimai, how do we know it's derabanan? Midekatane resha, because the resha of that Mishnah said, He'aid Rebishim on bin Metera, Rebishim on bin Metera testified al Efer Hatat that the, the ashes of Hatat, uh, of the Paradumashi Nagat, Ameb Mikzatov, Tamet Tatsomevich, Timet Kulo, he made the whole thing. Tameh, because the keli was mitzaref everything, and for sure that's a derabanan, because from the nesim you could only learn for called shemizbeach vekatane. Then it says hosif Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva added. It sounds like he is the one who added, meaning it's derabanan, not deoraita. So the Gemara explains. Amarish lakish mishum bar kapara. Lo nitzrecha. We only needed Rabbi Akiva's testimony that it's a derabanan. Ela lishirem mincha. To tell me that anything that is left over from that flower that the Kohen took 
for the Mizbeach, that that from the Torah it needs a bowl or something, it needs some sort of vessel, like uh, the Ketoret. And in that case, the, the Keli makes a one. However, but if it's leftover of the minha that the, the Kohen are going to eat or things like that, they don't need a keli, then en keli mitzarfo, then the keli, the vessel doesn't combine it. Even though doesn't need keli, keli mitzarfo, that if you did put it in a keli, it makes it one. And that's why Rabbi Akiva said, Hosif Rabbi Akiva. And uh, Tosafot in Nahot uh, clarifies that this is dafka for something that once needed a keli, but if it's something that never needed a keli, then the keli wouldn't uh, combine it. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.